Drink it in now. Deep left side carry on. Picks up a block. At the five. At the two. At the one to the end zone. Touchdown Detroit Lions. Drink it in now. Get up Stafford throws. It is end zone. I love the Lions. Say it with me. I love the Lions. Drink it in. Detroit Kool-Aid, what is going on everybody? We are back, back here on a Monday for the Fantasy Football Flavor Show. Now normally Chuck is here to join me on this show, but today I'm going solo, so your boy Oakry. I'll be talking all things fantasy football today. And uh, what I'm going to do is I'm going to kick off some news and notes, um, some big items at the fantasy football uh, front, but then hang in there because I'm going to do a live draft on the draft app. I've told you guys about this before, these best ball tournaments where you can basically enjoy the draft and then you don't have to set your uh, lineup. You don't have to do anything during the season. Really easy to do, really fun. So I'm actually going to do one of those live, walk you guys through that. A standard 10-team league, which I think is what you guys uh, do a lot in the offices or with your friends. So, um, you know, we'll kind of uh, lay that out for you and do that live, which would be fun. But uh, let me uh, let me get in real quick to some news and notes. Lots of things happening on the fantasy football front. Now, the big news, I mean, it was crazy that it came out, is that... Um, Tyreek Hill, you know, everybody thought he's going to get, you know, six games, eight games. Some people thought a full season. This guy ends up getting absolutely nothing. I mean, I couldn't believe it when I read the text alert. But uh, Tyreek Hill going to be playing for the Chiefs, going to be up and rolling. I mean, I think that offense is going to be incredible. Uh, Tyreek Hill is one of my favorite players to watch in the game. This guy, I mean, what does he not do? He can stretch the defense. He can catch a 10-yard route and take it 50 for a touchdown. He just is fun to watch because he's just deadly faster than everybody else on the field anytime you see him. I mean, tiny little guy. Yeah, he's had some off-the-field issues, so you always got to consider that. But uh, one of my new favorite players, Tyreek Hill is one of those guys where, like, at first – I, I didn't love him, you know, like, you'd watch him, he make a few plays here or there, but I'm like, man, is he a, a top receiver? I mean, now with Patrick Mahomes being able to put the football anywhere he needs it, being able to chuck it deep, you know, off the wrong leg, across the field, whatever it is, I mean, this guy's super dangerous, so with no suspension, I mean, it's pretty easy, like, everybody's been moving him up their draft radar kind of taking him from, you know, when they thought he was going to be suspended, you know, we were able to get him at this crazy value. Now Tyreek Hill, I mean, you got to move him way up your charts. I mean, the only thing that can happen is something crazy comes out. Yeah, he could still have issues, but if he's on the field, healthy, ready to roll, I mean, this guy, he's in my top five receivers. He's got to be, he's got to be considered in those first couple rounds. I mean, I still see him maybe as a second round type guy when you take all the running backs and then you're taking those top hand, not handful, those first few receivers off the board. But uh, 
Tyreek Hill, like, top of the second round, mid-second round, you know, depending on if you're, like, in receivers or you want to get running backs. I mean, he's got to be thought of. This hit everybody like a ton of bricks. I mean, they couldn't believe it. I'm happy Tyreek Hill is out there. Now, I don't know what happened behind the scenes. A lot of people want to assume rumor and innuendo. Um, I just think, you know, they didn't have enough facts. The the court system threw this out and long ago. And uh, the NFL didn't have enough either. So they basically just said, nothing really we can do. Got to let this guy play unless something else comes out. And uh, I think... You know, he needs to not be a knucklehead off the field. He's had other past issues, but if he stays clean, he's on incredible offense. You got to move up your draft board. You got to consider Tyreek Hill as the same guy he was last year, if not better, in the second year with Patty Mahomes in that offense. So draft him high. You know, move him up your charts. If you got him earlier at a great value and some of the best balls and things we'll be doing later, congratulations. But, uh, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm fired up that Tyreek Hill will be out there playing and be ready to go. So, um, that was the big news item that came out. You know, uh, next week, me and Chuck are going to be talking bus. Those guys you don't want to have on your fantasy team. Uh, those guys to avoid. And we'll also be kind of talking um, Lions bus. You know, are there anybody on the Lions team that you do not want to have? You know, uh, want to steer away from? Might not be as good as they were previously. All that type of good stuff. So talking all about that and uh so we're talking bus we're talking lions bus and uh we'll probably have another few topics or a few arguments as well that'd be fun but uh let me tell you about this best ball draft i'm gonna do right now so again go to your go to the draft app get it on your phone you can do these drafts for maybe a dollar three dollars whatever it is you get the f- enjoyment of a draft. It doesn't take long. You know, they let you do these fast so you can blow through a draft pretty quickly. Still get to see where people are taken, who's getting drafted, all that type of stuff. Um, draft, you know, the way they do it is your scoring roster, you guys that scores one quarterback, two running backs, three receivers, a tight end, and they do have a flex position. So those are the people that are going to score on your team. Now, the guys that don't score well each week or get injured are not going to count against your team. So you kind of got to balance it out for injury-wise. You don't want to be short in a position and have two injuries and then have a really empty spot all year. That'll kill you in these best balls. But you do want to play guys that are going to blow up that could have those huge weeks. And uh, you do want to have that even-out roster, you know, depending on how you want to spend your guys. So let's go ahead and take a quick break. Hit a word from our sponsor, and I'll be right back doing... A 10-team standard-type league on draft, live as it happens for you, talking all about who I'm looking at, who I'd pick, who everybody else is taking. We're going to break it all down. So, everybody, let's get a quick word from our sponsors. We'll be right back talking a live mock draft here on the Fantasy Football Flavor. All right, everybody, we're back. Now, I'm in this 10-team best ball draft on the draft app. Now, just filled up, kind of got 15 seconds, so this puppy gets going. Um, Looking down the chart right here, I got the eighth pick overall. So, man, the eighth pick's a little tricky. Sometimes you're sitting there, and you're kind of like, oh, man, you know, a lot of the top running backs are probably going to be gone. So, I did write an article recently. 
put the sound on so you guys can hear when it's my pick. You only hear a, a noise once I actually go on the clock. But um, oh, actually, it's going to do it every time. So I'm going to go ahead and kill that noise. Um, but let me reset here. So uh, Saquon Barkley went off the board first, then Zeke Elliott. I mean, you see that in every league. No, no big surprise. Christian McCaffrey goes third. This is the first couple rounds where you really want to see what's happening because um, that's going to kind of tell you where your big players are going to be at the board. Alvin Kamara went fourth. So like I said, lots of running backs going off the board. Right now what I'll do is I kind of filter my players for running backs, receivers, because that's really all I'm looking at, that top round. I'm not worried about tight ends or quarterbacks at this point. So David Johnson went off the board fifth. Lev Bell sixth. That's surprising. I've seen him a lot lower in a lot of drafts. So um, DeAndre Hopkins went at seven. So I'm on the clock at eight. Now you got Melvin Gordon that's sitting there. He's got some, you know, issues, things that have been going on. Um, you've got the the top wideouts. Um, I'm gonna go ahead and stick with my strategy. Uh, I just did an article on the Lions Wire talking about carry on and how I think running backs are king. So. Getting Melvin here at pick number eight. I'm going to go ahead and do it. I'm going to kind of play out what I said on um, on Lions Wire that, uh, you know, even though most people don't do it, I think you can almost take three running backs, start your draft, and still get some good receivers. So um, let's go ahead and try that strategy unless something crazy jumps out at me. But, um, I mean, Melvin Gordon at pick number eight, I mean, you got to love that, right, Rod Allen? Woo! Yeah, that's what I thought. And... I think this guy's going to play. I mean, he's in the prime of his career. He might put up a, a pretty hard battle. He might sit out all training camp, but um, I see him getting in there. So after I took Melvin, Devontae Adams went. My boy Joe Mixon went. Joe Mixon at number 10. I've seen him a lot in the second round, so that's uh, somewhat surprising. But like I say, he's got some upside. I'm curious to see what he'll do this year. So a couple more picks, and I'll be back up at pick 203 in the second round. So... Again, uh, some of my top running backs are out there. Got some great receivers still on the board. Odell Beckham, I mean, this is a guy, I probably have him at the top of my charts in regards to receivers. You know, you're going to see the Mike Thomases, the Julios, the Devontes go before him. But, you know, anytime I can get Odell, I'm going to go ahead and do that, thinking that he's going to well outperform where he's slotted and where his projections are this year. So, um Got one more pick before I go. Julio just went. So right now what I'm thinking is I'm looking back again at my running back board. And I'm telling you, if Todd Gurley doesn't go here, I'm going to take Todd Gurley and have Melvin and Todd Gurley. Two kind of risky picks, but two guys that, again, I'm not too worried about. I'm taking Todd Gurley over James Conner, Damian Williams. They got Dalvin Cook up there, Nick Chubb. I mean, I'm going to go ahead and roll the dice on, on Todd Gurley, no doubt about it. You know, just on talent alone and situation. So, again, let's go ahead and take the two running backs, Todd Gurley and Melvin Gordon, picking low in that first round. you you got to love that. Now, if I wasn't kind of going the three running back route, I would have probably definitely considered Odell Beckham there, especially with Odell. You don't have that worry about, um, you know, the the injury you don't have to worry about you know melvin's holdout you know you could have taken melvin's holdout and mixed it with odell you know just being in a great situation and went with that so um but i do feel good with two running backs off the bat even though they both have question marks so letting it work its way through odell went off the board dalvin cook is gone let's see who went right after me 
big uh, can't guard Mike, Mike Thomas, and Tyreek went off. Now you got Juju, you've got Mike Evans. I won't name all these guys, but I'm just kind of working you guys through. So, again, I got running backs and wide receivers highlighted. Again, I'm not even really interested in tight ends or quarterbacks at this point. I'm uh, looking at my team, man, and it's uh, feeling good right now. Oh, baby! I mean, if Melvin Gordon's ready to rock and roll and get signed, and if Todd Gurley is, even if he's 75% of what he was last year, I mean... I'm good with that. Everybody gets freaked out. Like, oh man, he, he might not see the carries. Like, Todd Gurley, <laughs> having a Henderson and having Malcolm Brown, those guys there, to me that helps him. That just kind of lets him not be so beat up. It lets him get some, some plays off. I don't mind it one bit, you know. I feel like you got you to gotta love, you know, what he can do when he does touch a football and yeah everybody has a chance that maybe this knee is really lagging maybe it is going to totally hamper him you know for the whole season that's that's a possibility there's no question about it but I think that you know a lot of this stuff gets overblown in the offseason you know I saw there was an interview with Melvin Gordon and they kind of asked him about Todd Gurley he's like man Todd Gurley is good you know don't worry about him so um I I feel I feel good about the pick, especially kind of late, you know, or mid-second round there. Going to go ahead and take him. Now, I just went on the clock. Um, man, there, there's still a lot of good running backs. Um, top receiver on the board. Amari Cooper is still available. Let's go ahead and do my three running back strategy. And just out of respect, I'm going to go ahead and take Carrion Johnson. What's going on, Detroit Kool-Aid listeners? By now, most of you have probably heard of Reality Sports Online, the most powerful fantasy sports platform where owners get to build and manage their fantasy team just like an NFL general manager. But the question is, have you tried it? It's time to go see what all the buzz in the Dynasty community is all about. I'm talking free agency, multi-year contracts, a rookie draft, multi-team trades, franchise tags, contract extensions, first round rookie options, automated contract and salary cap functionality, and much, much more. Think it sounds complicated? It's not. The best thing about Reality Sports Online Fantasy Front Office is it doesn't take any more time than a standard league. It just requires more strategy. Think you're among the fantasy elite? Well, this is the platform to test your mettle. Still not sure? You can test out your general manager skills for free in a mock free agency auction if you like what you see use promo code kool-aid one word lowercase promo code kool-aid to receive a 10 percent discount on your team or league today fantasy just got real at realitysportsonline.com all right everybody well I tried to take Carrion Johnson. I don't know what happened. I tried to click him twice, and my clock ran out, I guess. They gave me Marlon Mack. Now, Marlon Mack's probably going to be on my bus list next week. This is a guy I don't have in any leagues. I'm not a fan of. Um, so I definitely would have taken Carrion Johnson or Leonard Fournette there. I didn't get him. I got Marlon Mack. Man, this is why you got to use your queue, and you got to queue people up so that kind of stuff doesn't happen. Um all right, we're going to go to the extreme now. Leonard Fournette and Carrion are here, uh, my next pick. 
So we're going to go ahead and go four running backs deep. And uh, I love Leonard Fournette, but uh, we're going to take on Johnson because I tried to take him last time. So I started this draft. I haven't taken one receiver yet, and we are four rounds deep. I got Melvin Gordon, Todd Gurley, Marlon Mack. It should have been Fournette or Carry On, and I got Carry On at my next pick. So surprised he was still on the board after that. But four running backs. Now we're going to have to really get creative with our receivers. And like this is why I'm showing you this strategy, because most people think, oh, man, i got to take these top receivers at the, at the beginning of my draft. And then they have no running backs later. We did it the opposite. We took a ton of running backs, and now we're just gonna we're just gonna highlight our receiver board and let's start queuing people up right now. At least we got a ways till our pick, 11 picks till I go next. We got we got AJ Green, we got Stephen Diggs, we got Julian Edelman on the board. Brandon Cooks is there. Kenny Galladay. I mean, a lot of those guys will probably not be available when I pick, but I'm still loving all those options. So again, it's probably gonna be a little bit of a different receiving core because we waited so long, but not only did we get two stud backs that have crazy upside, but then we backed them up with two running backs just in case that they're not panning out. So, like I say, I, I love this strategy. I love the depth you have to take at that position. You know, again, a lot of people are going to be taking the Kelseys of the world. I got to have Zach Ertz. I'm telling you, load up on your running backs. Leave yourself some wiggle room. You don't want to load up too much to where you can't get a guy if somebody slips and, and gets later in the draft, but... I'm telling you, load up on running backs. There's a ton of receivers. There's three, four, five receiver sets, and usually there's only one or two, maybe two running backs on a team that are good. So um, just let me catch you up here. I got three picks till my selection. Um, you know, lots of receivers. People went off the board. I'm looking at receivers right now. Um, you know, Robert Woods is the top guy on the board. I'm not a huge fan. Um, my boy Mike Williams of the Chargers is there. That's a guy I'm going to consider. Kenny Galladay is another guy with a crazy upside. Chris Godwin, a lot of people like. Um, those are the kind of guys on the board right now. So, like I said, it's going to be a. It's not. You're not going to have the top studs at receiver, but you know, again, I'm not too worried. I think we're still going to be able to make this receiving core look right and, and do some big things with it. So, let's go ahead and see. We got one more pick. You know, right now people are taking David Montgomery, James White. I mean. Even though I have carry on, I don't like double dipping. Oh, and somebody just took Kenny, Kenny Galladay right before me. So, um, hmm. Let's go ahead. Gosh, Chris Godwin is getting a lot of hype. I do like him. This is where we kind of roll the dice. So, let's go ahead and we're going to take Chris. No, we're going to take Mike Williams here. I think he's got higher pedigree kind of better situation we'll take mike williams we'll see if a chris godwin or um you know a dj moore gets back to me so robert woods went right after that i mean i don't mind mike williams as my top receiver he's big he came from a great program he's got some lingering back issues but he scored a ton of touchdowns last year if they put him to use i mean i'm totally thinking this guy can blow up in year number two Chris Godwin went two picks before me. So, again, I think if I take Chris Godwin, I don't get Mike Williams. I like Mike Williams better as a football player. So I'm going to go ahead and take him. Now here I'm up again. Top receivers, Tyler Lockett, Ridley, DJ Moore. Allen Robinson is available. Sammy Watkins. Hmm. Gosh, Calvin Ridley, not bad. I don't love him. I'm going to go a little off the board here right now. I'm going to take... DJ Moore, Carolina. 
I like what this kid does, man. He's physical. He can go get it. He had some ups and downs as a rookie. But, uh, again, I, I do not mind him. So, so again, different receiving core. I got Mike Williams, DJ Moore. And I'm still going to keep this receiver thing highlighted as we get into the uh, seventh round will be my next pick coming up. So I would love to get a guy like uh, Allen Robinson. I don't think he'll be available. Sammy Watkins just took a big hit because of uh, Tyreek Hill coming back. I mean, I still think Sammy Watkins, even though he hasn't been amazing, I mean, he's been pretty good. I'm feeling pretty good. Pretty, 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 pretty good. I'm feeling pretty good about um, Sammy Watkins as a player. I think he's probably over those foot injuries. I'm feeling really good about my roster right now. I mean, I got four top running backs. I'm filling out these receivers just based on not only best available, but I'm just letting this board fall to me. I mean, looking right now, Christian Kirk, Tyler Boyd, um, Dante Pettis. Landry's still available. These are all guys I don't mind having in my receiving core where I can just sort of mix and match. I can play guys on good offenses. I don't have to worry about having a couple of the top guys. So we'll see how this shakes out when it's all said and done. I wish I could undo that Marlon Mack pick. I think my team would be looking a lot different if I went with the three running backs rather than the four running back strategy. But like you say, I said take three backs in my article on Lions Wire when I was talking about carry-on. Check that out if you haven't already. And here I'm going four deep. So I'm even giving you more heavy on the running backs. And we're still going to see if we can fill out these receivers. So I got three picks. I still got my boy Sammy Watkins on the board. Man, would I love it if he made it to me. Now in these best balls, you got to keep an eye on bye weeks. You don't want to have a bunch of guys on the same bye week. You don't want to have a bunch of injury prone players. Because you're not making any waiver pickups or any changes all year long. This is your team you're rolling with, so that's why you even it out, and that's why you kind of manage those bye weeks. That way, if you got one or two guys on a bye week, no problem, but if you got more, it limits your guys that are going to score for you, your options for scoring. Top receiver on the board, Sammy Watkins. We're going to snag him up. Love that offense. Love what we can get out of him. So Sammy Watkins, DJ Moore, Mike Williams, as my receiving core and probably going to get a good guy on the turn here. So as you can see, I'm not even telling you who's available quarterback wise or tight end. I haven't even looked at those positions. Now, most people say, well, how can you not look at those positions? Like you're just sort of missing out. There might be a guy there that's available. I already know that I can get a quarterback much later. I already know that the top tight ends are gone. Again, let's highlight tight ends right now. Evan Ingram is there. You know, Jared Cook, Vance McDonald. And Joku, like I would consider Ingram right now. You know, he's the top player on the board overall. I love what he does as a receiver, but let me go back and look at my receivers. I am back up right now. So, again, I'm going to do what I what I preach, and I'm going to ignore tight end for right now. Evan Ingram might be a good player. He's obviously a great pass catcher. But I'm going to go ahead and let me take a quick look. Yeah, I'm just going to go do it. I know a lot of people don't like this guy this year. They're downplaying his numbers. I'm going to take Jarvis Landry right there and run. I mean, again, to me, he's a heck of a receiver to put on this team where I'm trying to piece together my receivers after waiting so long. Jarvis Landry, DJ Moore, Mike Williams, and Sammy Biscuits. Oh, my goodness. Like, to me, that's just youth and athleticism. I mean, 
<laughs> I love it. I mean, other people uh, might not be huge fans. I mean, they might uh, they might think by me going four receivers that I did this. It was a bad decision, period, point blank. It was a, a, one of the dumbest decisions I ever made. I don't think so. I think it auto-picking Marlon Mack was a terrible decision. I mean, Marlon Mack is a guy I'm totally off the board on. I'm not a fan of. Um, but, you know, like I said, give me give me carry on, give me Todd Gurley, and give me Melvin Gordon all day, baby. But we're still going to make this team work. So, uh, again, let me see. So, so Ingram, a lot of those tight ends did go off the board. So I, I missed that tier. So I might as well just sort of forget about that right now. We are in the ninth round. And all I've done is take running backs and wide receivers. So, again, um, just looking at my team. Let's go ahead and take a peek at it before I get back on the clock here. Melvin Gordon, Todd Gurley, Marlon Mack, Carry On, Mike Williams, DJ Moore, Jarvis, and Sammy Watkins. Like, I got four of each, and now I'm in the spot where uh, I may take a look. Like, let's go ahead and highlight, I mean, tons of good quarterbacks. Like I said, the tight ends just sort of even themselves out where they're not uh, as much there. So I'm just going to go ahead and highlight both running backs and receivers because I might want to get another running back right now. Load up again, um, depending on who's available. So Miles um, Sanders is there. Darius Geis is a guy a lot of people are down on. I think he could have upside. Um, Corey Davis is another young receiver. I think that's got a high ceiling that I might consider here. Um, lots of good options. And again, in the ninth round, these drafts go 18 rounds, so we're halfway through. Um, I still think I have a lot of options. So Miles Sanders was kind of the top guy on the board. He just went off. That was a guy I would have considered if he was on the board here. I'm going to go ahead and do what I've been doing. I'm going to go ahead and add to this receiving core. Um, stick with that since I went so running back heavy. Give me Corey Davis of the Tennessee Titans, man. I think bounce back from Marcus Mariota. I think that Corey Davis is a guy that has shown some flashes. He hasn't been very consistent, but he was drafted high for a reason, as coaches will say a lot. And, uh, man, I just uh, I have him in a couple leagues this year. I think that he's so everybody's so down on Corey Davis now. Now is the time to go get him because a lot of people think that he's, you know, totally off the radar or, hey, you know, we just don't um, – he, he's not going to cut it in the NFL, whereas I think, you know, he still has upside, and uh, there's no reason to consistently think he's not going to bring it around. This could be the year he blows up. You don't want to miss out on that. So looking back at my roster, I just went on the clock. I'm picking here in the 10th round, middle of the 10th round, basically. I got Darius Geis and Njoku at the top of my board, both guys I like. I don't have a tight end right now. So if I put Njoku in, he's my starting tight end. But... Man, 10th round. I mean, I'm looking at the running backs. You know, again, because I have some some other guys, let's go ahead and take Darius Geis of the <laughs> Washington Redskins, a guy that other people have read. Oh, man, he had a knee injury. Oh, he's already got a hamstring injury. Did anybody see Darius Geis last year before he got hurt? This is a beast of a running back. He's young. You know, Adrian Peterson is there. Oh, yeah, you know, big deal. I think that, um, you know, Darius Geis, if healthy, is going to want to be on that team. I mean, people are going to want them on their team because Adrian Peterson, to me, unless Darius Geis is out for the year and 
Bryce Love is just out for the year. I mean, I loved Adrian Peterson back in the day, like 10 years ago. Um, he was decent like seven years ago. You know, he had a good year last year. Okay, congratulations. But, um, you know, not a guy that I would put a bunch of stock in this year. Darius Geis may not play for you in the first few games, but that's the best part about best ball. It doesn't really matter. Like, you can go ahead and wait on him for a couple weeks, get that zero, because he's not going to hurt your lineup anyway. And then when he is back balling and they're giving him the football, hey, you know, he'll be uh, he'll be up and rolling for you. So, uh, again, we are in going to be heading into the 11th round, and I have not taken a tight end or a quarterback. I mean, I'm telling you, this may seem crazy. We'll see how my team turns out at the end. But this is how I like to do it, man. I like to load up on those what I call the premier positions. There are so many good receivers I'm still looking at right now. I mean, I'm four picks away. I got Golden Tate, Nikhil Harry, my boy James Washington. I've got uh, DK Metcalf still on the board. I mean, a lot of other good rookies. Tyrell Williams, who I heard some people talking down the other day. Oh, Tyrell Williams, he's not very good. I mean, have you watched this guy? I mean, I think he's going to do big things in Oakland, so I'm super excited about him too. But uh, let's go ahead and take a peek. I got a few more. Um, one more pick, actually, to my pick. Oh, and James Washington went just went off the board. That was my guy. I was hoping he'd get there. I was going to take him as another beast of a receiver. Um, all right, I'm on the clock. I got 20 seconds. Man, I do not like... What I'm looking at here, um, we're going to go back to the wide receiver well. Hmm. This is a tough call for me, but I'm going to do it anyway. Golden Tate, man, I think he's going to have a nice year with the New York uh, football giants. I think uh, he's a he's a Eli Manning kind of guy. He's going to be where he needs to be. He's going to... Uh, do what he needs to do, catching, uh, kind of fit, you know, in regards to my bye weeks, you know, spreading them out a little bit. Not, not great. You know, I'm looking, I do have multiple bye weeks on all my receivers, but I didn't want to triple up by taking another other player that I consider there. So I'll take Golden, Ups, Golden Tate for his consistency, just for kind of the generally good football player he is and being able to do some things. So um, coming up, I'm up next again. So again, just running backs, receivers, running backs, receivers. Looking at my running backs, Sean McCoy, Deontay Foreman, guys like that, quarterbacks, tight ends. Man, just really just still feel like I'm going to wait. Um, this is round 12 right now. I'm going to go ahead and take this guy. I wouldn't mind Shady McCoy here, to be honest. But this is a guy nobody believes in, but I do. Deontay Foreman of the Texans. I feel like if this guy is right, I remember seeing him towards the end of last year, and I'm like, Deontay Foreman looks like a beast in the uniform. Now, I know he lost some explosiveness because of that Achilles tear he had in his rookie year. I loved him coming out in the draft. I feel like the Texans, just in general, you know, don't have a stud lead back. I mean, there's people that will justify Lamar Miller to you, just saying, "Oh, Lamar Miller, he's a, you know, he's a he's a lead back. Like he can do. I mean, he, he's a guy that has to be taken in the first four rounds. And I don't love his crazy upside. I don't love his athleticism." He's just a blah running back to me. Deontay Foreman, if they gave him the reins, I feel like he could be a beast in the in the in tight area, scoring touchdowns, as well as a guy that can 
carry the carry the rock 15 20 times and get you some really nice stats so um again a little bit of a reach there there were guys like Jarek mckinnon who i considered i may even take him on the on the come around you know again we're in round 12 round you know some of these later rounds once they start getting towards the very end then i'm starting highlighting everything i want to see quarterbacks i want to see tight ends I want to just see tight ends right now because, like I said, this is where I know they're getting thin. This is kind of where I'm, I'm looking to take one. I've got uh, Trey Burton, who I love, as well as Dallas Goddard on the board, as well as Grifka's favorite player, TJ Hawkinson. Um, I think, you know, if I can load up on two out of those three, um, you know, to me, that's going to get me by at the tight end position. I already gave away from the beginning that I wasn't going to have the top tight ends in the league. I don't think you have to when you're loading up on running backs and receivers like I am. So um, eight more selections until I go get a look at my team again, just kind of see where I'm at. So I've got six, six running backs, six receivers, Gordon, Gurley, Mack, Geis, Carrion, Deontay Foreman. Mike Williams, DJ Moore, Landry, Watkins, Tate, Corey Davis. So, um, like I say, this is an aggressive strategy. I mean, this is a strategy most people are like, oh, man, you got to have a top quarterback. you got to have one of those playmaking tight ends. I'm telling you, I'm still going to end up with a pretty dang decent quarterback when it's all said and done here. And tight end is a position I feel like I can get by with. I'm really hoping Trey Burton makes it to me, though. He's, gosh, he's he's the top tight end on the board. There's other skill players that are out there. Man, I, it's going to be hard to pass on like a Jarek McKinnon. Even Nikhil Harry is still there. A guy that I think has upside. But again, Trey Burton is one of those cutoff players where to me it's a drop off after him you know, in regards to the tight end position. So I'm going to have my fingers crossed. I hope Trey Burton gets back to me here. We'll, uh, we'll see if it happens. Got four picks till I go. Jarek McKinnon just went, so he's off my list now. Come on, Trey Burton. Make it back to me. I'm sure most people already have some tight ends. Somebody just took a roll of the dice on DK Metcalf, one of my guys. Everybody knows that. I'm thinking he'll be excellent in Seattle with his opportunities. Will he get as many opportunities is a question. And Trey Burton's there. He's at the top of the overall board. It's a position I need. We're going to go ahead and take him. I love... The coach in Chicago, I love kind of what that offense can do. Trey Burton, to me, a guy is like an um, under-the-radar tight end that can catch. He can run. He can kind of do different things. He's got some youth to him. I really like his upside, so I was glad to get him there as my top tight end choice. Now, I'm up in three picks. I've got uh, – I may have a decision to make if Nikhil Harry is on the board. Tyrell Williams, the guy I like as well, or do I stick to my tight ends right now and go ahead and get Dallas Goddard, one of my other favorites. Again, yeah, he has to deal with Zach Ertz there, but you see what he did as a rookie? Um, I hear he's been blowing up camp and uh, excited to see not only what he can do, but what if Zach Ertz gets hurt? Oh, baby. Um, if he gets hurt, you're looking at a number one, top four or five tight end in Dallas Goddard. So I got one more pick till my selection. I got Goddard highlighted. I got Nikhil Harry on the board. Let's see my receivers here. Yeah, I got nobody with a week 10 bye week. Dallas Goddard kind of down my list. Ooh, Nikhil Harry went right before me, the pick before me. So um, Tyrell Williams is my other receiver I could take here. Hmm. Tyrell Williams or Goddard? I'm going to take Tyrell Williams.
that could hurt me because Goddard probably will not make it back to me. But he was a bit farther down the list. And that's sort of how you have to make decisions. Is like, if the guy's a lot farther down and he's not a top name, he's not the number one there, I'm going to take the chance I can wait on him. I also have Hawkinson sitting there, who's a guy I like, so I could take him. Again, I like Tyrell Williams, man, with the Raiders. Like, you know AB is going to get that coverage. You know that Derek Carr has been a decent deep ball player over his career when healthy. I mean... I think he's going to be chucking it, and I think Tyrell Williams, young, big, athletic player, is going to make plays. So, excited to see what he does. We are in the 15th round. We only have um, 15, 16, only four more picks to go, and I have not taken a quarterback. So, we are also going to bring up QBs and kind of see where I'm at there. Um, Usually, I like to get two quarterbacks, three tight ends. I can definitely still... um, accomplish that if that's all I take for the remainder of the draft again I totally feel pretty good with all my other positions seven picks till I till I select so six running backs seven receivers again we went heavier on receivers because we went so heavy on running backs to start the draft I'm probably going to go two tight ends and two QBs to finish out my draft I got those two positions highlighted Dallas Goddard still out there. Let's go ahead and highlight TJ Hawkinson so I can get him. Let's go ahead and take a look at these QBs. Again, everybody else took him in the first, you know, round five, round seven. Here we are in round 15, and I haven't taken one. We still got Jimmy Garoppolo, Matt Stafford, Derek Carr, Sam Darnold, you know, Nick Foles, all guys I think I can get by with when it comes to the quarterback position. Let's go ahead and help. Highlight tight ends again. Dallas Goddard just went uh, three picks before my selection, so I did miss out on That may be a strategical error on my part. Um, I am on the clock now. And, hmm. TJ Hawkinson is still a little ways down the board. I miss out on him. I'm really going to probably hate my tight ends. Um. Let's go ahead. I'm gonna take I'm gonna take Garoppolo at quarterback here. He played really well, he's injured. People are saying, you know, they're not sure if he's gonna be able to bounce back or not. I like him as a football player, I man. He looks like a franchise quarterback. Has some pretty good weapons around him. Usually don't take him. That's probably one of the only drafts I have taken him. But I'm thinking if I compare Garoppolo and Stafford, you know, that may be my quarterbacks. Looking at my tight ends again, Hawkinson now has creeped up the board, one of the top picks available. Chris Herndon, who I like, is available, but he's got that four-game suspension. This would kind of be a decent dice roll on a Chris Herndon if I want to do that. Um, But I think I'm going to go with the healthy rookie, TJ Hawkinson, if he's on the board at this point. And then wait on one of those quarterbacks to come back to me next round, depending on who it is. There's a... just a bunch of options I like. I mean, when you're looking at, you know, even if Stafford goes off the board, you know, Trubisky is still there, who a lot of people are pumping up this year. But uh, I may be able to get uh, get Hawk and come back and get Stafford, which that would be ideal, no doubt. Not only as a Lions fan, but just as a, as a drafter, I wouldn't mind that. Chris Herndon and uh, Darren Waller, two tight ends, went right off before me. There's no playing around. You can't kind of mess around with TJ Hawkinson at this point. Gonna have to take him. Now Greg Olson is on the board. He's a big tight end, you know, the past few years, but he's way past his prime. And uh, okay, did take T.J. Hawkinson there. So Hawkinson and uh, 
Burton, guy, two guys, tight ends I like. Again, they're middle to bottom of the road in most people's mind. I think they could be nice values based on all the other positions I've been able to load up on. And now I'm going to look back at, I got tight ends and quarterbacks because, you know, again, like I said, we are in round 16. We're heading to round, so I got 17 and 18. I'd like to get another quarterback and then sort of see if a quarterback, I'm probably going to take a third tight end because I'm, I've waited so long. You know, I don't love what I have right now, but I don't hate it. So when that happens, I'll lean towards, Hey, hoping I can get by with two, two quarterbacks. They don't get hurt a ton. If they do, you still got that other guy. If you were to get two quarterback major injuries, that'd be surprising. So we will see what happens. Somebody did just take Bumsky Greg Olson. Uh, You know, he's going to be up in the broadcast booth before you know it. I just, even though Cam Newton loves him, his foot injuries and just a bunch of issues. So not a guy that I love. But uh, yeah, man, we're going to go ahead and highlight Matt Stafford here. Um, We got Noah Fant if I wanted to go another young tight end. Jack Doyle's still available. Obviously, I love him over Eric Mebron. And... uh, yeah, man, if Jack Doyle makes it back to me here in seven picks, I might just have to take him. Guy always produces nothing fancy about him, meat and potatoes, but um, he he's the top guy on the board by far. He's at 152 ADP, and Noah Fant's at 173. So, like I say, give me, give me Jack Doyle at that point. But Jack Doyle or Matt Stafford, that's going to be a hard choice because... You know, if I don't take Stafford, I'm going to have to have Derek Carr probably or Sam Darnold, which not not my favorite in comparison. But who knows? Like, we'll talk about it on a future Kool-Aid cast, but uh, we'll see. I think Matt Stafford could have an incredibly good bounce back year, and his stats could be nowhere near what they've been in the past, which would be kind of different to see. So we'll, uh, we'll see what happens here. A couple more picks before my selection. Doyle and Stafford are available. Jack Doyle is the top player. So if um, top player in regards to the tight end or quarterback, let's put it that way. So if, um, yeah, man, if Doyle makes it back, he's just so much higher than all the other tight ends. I'm going to have to take him. And then I'll wait on the QB. Just looking at QBs, Derek Carr, Matt Stafford, Darnold, Dalton, Foles, Mariota. Those are the kind of the top starters that are available. Matt Stafford just went off the board, so there goes that. Oh, Jack Doyle, one pick before me after I waited so long on that pick. Oh, my goodness. Now what do I do? Gosh, Sam Darnold. See, I can't take Sam Darnold because he has the same bye week as Garoppolo. I have this guy in no leagues, but I just said he throws a decent deep ball. We'll take Derek Carr here. We're going to roll the dice here that a decent tight end is going to make it back. Gosh, Derek Carr and Jimmy G. Can I get by with those type of quarterbacks? We'll have to see the tight ends, man. We got Tyler Eifert and Gasecki or Gerald Everett are probably my third guy. Again. It's a risky strategy. It's an aggressive strategy. It's a strategy where most people get your tight ends to go. Your tight ends are Burton, Hawkinson, and Eifert. Or Burton, Hawkinson, and and Gerald Everett. Oh, boy. But I'm telling you, like, I think you get by with those. Um, looking at my bye weeks, round six and round five for my tight ends. So, Kaseki's on a week five. So, that sort of rules him out in this format. 
Eifert and Everett are both week nine. So that gives me a third tight end. Obviously, there's crazy injury issues with Tyler Eifert. But he's the top-rated guy. He's still the guy in Cincy with um, Sample behind him. Sample, Drew Sample's a player I like. But, um, you know, not maybe right this second. And I am up, and Tyler Eifert is on the board. So it's between Eifert and Gerald Everett. Now, Gerald Everett, when they drafted him, they were like, he's going to be the Jordan Reed of this offense. The guy's done nothing, kind of like Jordan Reed hasn't done for a while. Eifert had that big touchdown year, and he's had so many injuries. Let's go ahead and roll the dice that he's healthy, playing on a one-year deal, I believe, with them, and that he can blow up. So Tyler Eifert, Hawkinson, and Trey Burton, three guys that I think can either score touchdowns or can be the top player on their team and get snaps. That's kind of what you're looking for at that point. So Team Oakry is complete on draft. Let's go ahead and take a look at it, everybody. Again, probably would have taken three running backs and started on my receivers, but it kind of nice it worked out that way that I went four deep just so that I even showed you that you can even go that extra round and still fill out a decent team. So some of you may hate this, some of you may not. Let's see what you think. My quarterbacks, sometimes I like to go three. I think you can get away with two in these type of best ball leagues. So my quarterbacks, Jimmy Garoppolo, Derek Carr. Running backs, Melvin Gordon, Todd Gurley, Marlon Mack, Darius Geis, Kerryon Johnson, Deontay Foreman. Really surprised that they have Darius Geis projected to score more points than Kerryon this year. That's surprising to me because I do not think that will be the case. But I do like both those young guys in their second year. Receivers. Mike Williams, DJ Moore, Jarvis Landry, Sammy Watkins, Golden Tate, um, Corey Davis, Tyrell Williams. Again, look at look at those receivers just in regards to their youth, athleticism, ability to kind of do all types of things on the football field, and some upside touchdown potential from a, a handful of those guys. So, um, you know, I do not mind that as a receiving core one bit. Your tight ends are going to be Trey Burton. Tyler Eifert, TJ Hawkinson. Now, they have TJ Hawkinson projected at 54 points in this league, whereas they have Tyler Eifert at 96. They're giving Tyler Eifert double what TJ Hawkinson is going to get. I mean, you've seen my article on Lions Wire. You know what I feel about that. I feel like my, my depth chart, if you want to put it that way, is going to be Trey Burton, Hawkinson, Eifert. But, hey, however it shakes out, three tight ends, I think I'll be able to get by with that. Whew. Everybody, we just went 18 rounds live on the draft app for you. Uh, again, I want to do 10 teams because I think a lot of your drafts are going to be 10 teams. A lot of people do 12 now as a standard in their work leagues or at home. So I th that should give you a decent um, feel of what it would be like to go three, four running backs before you even look at other positions, before you even look at um you know, your wide receivers don't get tempted to take some of those top receivers. You will not like your running backs when it's all said and done. You'll be thin. Even if you find a couple top guys, you will not have this kind of depth where carry on Johnson on this list is my fifth guy. And I only need to really start um, two with a flex. So that means maybe you're starting three, but we probably would even start receivers most weeks, depending on how they score. So um, you know, between my running backs and wide receivers, I feel like my starters are, are set. My flexes are good to go. And uh, I'm taking chances at quarterback and tight end. That's what you do. That's that's fantasy football in these types of leagues. You 
play the depth game. You take those guys later where there's crazy depth. You load up on the positions that not only are hard to find, but are injury prone. Wide receiver, running back. The guys that score the most points, wide receiver, running back. Okay, score, quarterbacks score a lot, and there's 23, 24 of them that can play for you any on any given week. So that's why you wait. So everybody, I hope that helped you in your leagues. I had fun doing it. Fun on a solo show today. Again, life gets busy. Chuck was busy. It's fun to jump on here and talk football with you guys. I'm glad to still get a show out this week. And, uh, yeah, drink it in. I think you'll uh, like it if you stick to that two, three, even four running back strategy in your league. And then go receiver heavy after that. So, everybody take care. Check us right back here on Wednesday. And Friday, we'll be talking all things Detroit Lions. Wednesday show, we're going to be talking tight ends and special teams, dollars and cents. And then Friday, we're going to have a um, recap of that of training camp, which would have just kicked off a day, uh, day before on Thursday. So I'm hoping to actually get down to training camp if that all works out. With my crazy busy life, I'll be able to uh, tell Grifka what I saw. Um, tell him about how I soaked up the sun and enjoyed and probably talked some smack and had some fun when the Lions come over for autographs. Um, always a good time to get down to Allen Park and just kind of see the team live. So that's what I'm hoping to do. That's kind of our schedule this week. And then, uh, man, heading into next week, we're going to, me and Grifka are going to be breaking down that schedule, giving you our schedule predictions, telling you what the Lions are going to finish, how they're going to do. And me and Chuck on Fantasy Football Flavor will be talking bus. Those guys you want to avoid, those guys you want to not have on your team. So pretty much anybody I didn't draft uh, here in this draft are the guys you want to avoid, all the guys I took. Put them on your short list of guys you want to select. So, again, thank you so much, everybody. We're going to be drinking that Detroit Kool-Aid all week. And, uh, man, camp will be here. Football is right around the corner. Super pumped. Enjoy doing this show. Everybody support our sponsors. Hit us up on Twitter, at Derek Oakery. Any questions, anything you want to know, we'd love to uh, interact with you there. And I always really enjoy all the questions and stuff from the fans. So appreciate everybody. We'll check you right here next week on the Fantasy Football Flavor and for Detroit Kool-Aid Cast. We're out, everybody. Take care. Drink it in, man.